<laughs> All right. Welcome to the Malapert Smart Wrestling Podcast, the best up-and-coming wrestling podcast in the business. I got Vlad, the wrestling expert, here again. Thank you for being on again. I got Robert, also very knowledgeable in wrestling. I don't know about expert like Vlad, but, you know, he's up there. <laughs> not not up on there. that level. Not Top that. tier. <laughs> Top tier. There's only one wrestling expert, though. Oh, but, man. I'm, bl- I'm blushing, guys. I'm blushing. All right. So if any news happens, like tonight or in the morning, we won't be able to comment on it before we release the show. That's my biggest fear. We have to wait a week because we shoot our shows on Friday, no matter what. We're not going to shoot emergency episodes. We got lives. This is the only time we get to talk about wrestling. So let's do it. Uh, it was kind of a slow week, though. Right, Vlad? I mean... For modern wrestling, yeah. for, for the latest shows. I, it wasn't like the, the week before, after the flurry of shows, pay-per-views we got from All In to All Out to Payback, and we yeah. had to like squeeze all that in with our tight lives. But uh, this yeah. past week was a little lighter, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk a little uh, retro classic wrestling, which is something we've been wanting to do for a while on the show. We just haven't had time because there's been so much new shows to review but you know it's kind of more important to discuss the old shows that we actually liked but so i'm, I'm just picking a random topic today because we're gonna probably go through almost everything if if this goes the way i envision that throughout the months and years we'll get to most topics but uh, i just happened to just grab one out of the dark today and i chose vince russo very controversial figure amongst wrestling circles but uh mostly negative have you ever heard of a vince russo fan vlad i'm kind um, of a vince russo fan but most of the feedback he gets is negative yeah i can't say i've heard of like a fan fan like somebody say hey this guy is really good or something like that no i've never heard that <laughs> i en- i've enjoyed his era of writing and dna for example early tna you know it wasn't as weird try to tone it back a little bit but like i think most people would point to 1999 WCW silliness like to the max when he was in WWF there was a lot of silliness but it was kind of reined in by Vince right (laughs) yeah Vince McMahon excuse me so he was the writer for these uh, WWF shows one of the writers for these Attitude Era shows and this is when they took over the business and they beat WCW, put him out of business. He took a lot of credit for this. I, I think he still would to this day, probably saying he started the Attitude Era or You know, in a way, I guess, it is kind of true that some of the ideas he put forth blossomed into, like, bigger things. But for the most part, he's known for some crazy storylines that uh, people didn't really like in the end. We just kind of dealt with that to get to Stone Cold and Vince, which was the main thing on the show. And then uh, he jumped to WCW, uh, which we discussed in a past episode here about the demise of WCW. And he was definitely one of the major figures who took a lot of blame for that. So a lot of critique surrounds his work there. I think the reason I thought it pertinent to bring up Vince Russo at a time like right now is because we criticize AEW so much, like on a weekly basis, we slam them for being like wacky and silly. But the older guys, the old heads in the wrestling business would say, I think Russo is one of the guys that quote unquote, you know, killed the business with his ideas. I don't know where he would rank in the pantheon of of people. Like maybe one day we have to like make a list and try to pinpoint when, when it actually like happened and they totally killed the business and people stopped taking wrestling seriously like they used to in like the early 80s and 70s and before that. So yeah, and Vince Russo is not the only one to blame. ECW, I guess, is the easy one to point to. 
lot of the goofiness in WCW and WWF cartoony stuff contributed as well. But for right now, let's just focus on Vince Russo, his ideas, quote unquote, crash TV, lots of crazy random stuff, controversial, risque, outright silly sometimes. But I've just chosen an episode today from 1999, which is when he was working there. And I thought maybe we could just run through it like we usually run through our modern shows. Kind of do a retro review of an old Raw episode. What do you guys think? You guys down for that or what? Yeah, sure, man. Why not? Let's see what what happens. Let's see what kind of conversations we get out of watching this episode. Sure. All right, cool. I'm glad you guys are are down on board. That's why you guys are my friends, man. You guys are down for anything. (laughs) Well, not anything. Almost anything. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's compare this. We'll judge them just like in the way we do our, our modern shows, and let's keep an eye out for uh, possible I- Vince Russo ideas, something that you could point to and be like, oh, that must be Vince Russo. And uh, maybe in the future, if we talk about him again or if he comes up, we can make like a compilation playlist or something of uh, a lot of these segments where we could point to what went on here so the the episode i've chosen today for our malapert smart listeners out there is wwf raw from may 10th 1999 let me go ahead and pull that up for you guys and we'll be watching this here uh we can see it clearly but i'm gonna have to fuzz it out a little bit when i put it on youtube because you know can't put copyrighted material on there but i think i can make it in a way so that people will kind of make out what's going on and they know what we're talking about enough to where wwf won't get mad and you have to pay for peacock to see this if you guys want to this is from uh everything's on peacock wwe sold their archive to the peacock app and it's all on there it's very nice and beautiful go on there and watch every wwf show ever so let's see how this show started we're not going to play any sound we're just going to like describe the show have a summary but uh, this was the old intro with, with the old hyped up music. The feud going on is the corporate ministry against the union. I forgot how it arose, but the corporate ministry was basically Shane McMahon with The Undertaker and Triple H. And they're on one side. And the union is like a bunch of guys been like hard done luck, like Mankind, uh, Test, and Stone Cold and The Rock are fighting with them against the corporate ministry. And Vince McMahon is a baby face here. He's with Vince. He's with Stone Cold and The Rock in this whole, in, in this little war they're having. So they do a little review of what happened last week. It's been a big melee and all types of madness going on. But this is leading to Over the Limit, which is in two weeks. And the main event is supposed to be Stone Cold and The Undertaker with Shane McMahon as the special referee because Shane is kind of, in charge and he's being abusive power type of guy so he made himself the referee so let's see how this show starts let's uh let's kick it off who comes out first kane so kane is the first guy who comes in he's tag team champion here with x-pac so i think he's in a feud they're in a feud with uh billy gunn or something and uh this match is going to be billy gunn against kane and, uh, oh, this was weird. Some lady, some fan just ran in and gave Billy Gunn a hug. That was a, that wasn't a, that was a, that wasn't a work or a shoot? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea. I didn't research this episode that much. I'm just <laughs> watching it the same way we're watching it together. So I mean, uh, is, how, is it the, how is it that Billy Gunn looks better now than he did then? <laughs> right? He's That's more amazing. jacked to the brim now. He, he looks, <laughs> yeah. yeah, incredible. Uh, so this is a regular match, I guess. Let's see what happens. This is some of the work. Look at how they, they bounce off the ropes like 
really bounce off the ropes. People don't really do that anymore. They just touch the ropes and look at these. They're like grown adult men flinging their whole body weight. That was kind of cool to see. Something I noticed a difference between today's wrestling. Uh, this is the ending, I think. Kane got trapped in here and he was beating him up and his partner X-Pac comes. I think Road Dog and Billy Gunn turned on each other at this point. This, this is past when they were together or something. So for some... Road Dog is cool. Look at that. <laughs> it's got some good personality. We don't have personalities like that in wrestling anymore, man. No, these guys are too plain. Too plain. <laughs> kind of fun. Fun to see. But So these guys fight off. Uh, what happens? Oh, more tag team. So this is like a tag team melee. I think D'Lo Brown and Mark Henry are a tag team. And they come in and <laughs> they see an opportunity to attack. Uh, that looks kind of fake. Saint Kane's not selling, really. So... I don't know what's going on there. Move along with the show. See what happens next. Oh, so here's Vince. He's with the union. I don't know what happened at the end of this storyline. I'm just cho we're choosing a random episode, but he must have turned on these guys at some point. It must have been a swerve, but... Yeah. Well, did he, end up being the, he ended up being the higher power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So yeah. that's... He's over as a face in this. Like, the crowd is really, like, buying him and into it. I don't know why, <laughs> but... And people should have known by then, but I don't know. They they used to do storylines better back then, so people believed him. So here he comes out with the union. Let's see who some of the guys we see. Test, Ken Shamrock. They're like working class people, so they're Big walking show. around with a two-by-four. Oh, Big Show, too. Big Show's in there, too. And The Rock and Stone Cold are associated with them, from what I gather. But I don't know. They're not coming out with them, really. But Vince gets on the mic, and he calls out Shane McMahon. And, like, you need to get out here or don't be a coward. Or... Says it better than I do. I wish we could listen to the audio, but we're not going to do that on this show. But uh, Shane's group comes out. Let's see who's this. The Mean Street Posse. <laughs> the Undertaker, Triple H. China's back there. I see uh, the big boss man. I think APA, Farouk, and uh, Bradshaw is in this. Yeah, this... so it was, a it, was, it was a big group. They had a big group. Uh, big group. Oh, you know who gets on the screen is Shawn Michaels. So he's oh. the general manager at this point, or the commissioner. So he gets on there and he makes a bunch of matches. So this was like, he talked for a very long time. If I was to give a critique of this episode, I thought this was too long. So he, he's on that big screen for a really long time, announcing a bunch of matches and stuff that he's going to do as commissioner. So he says, because The Undertaker and Stone Cold are in a match, and Shane's the referee, that's not fair. So he adds Vince as the referee, too. Okay. Uh, he makes uh, Pat Patterson versus the Mean Street Posse. Ken Shamrock versus China. Ma male versus female. That's kind of a weird one, but they're on opposite sides of this. If I could jump to some of these facial reactions, they're pretty funny. There's Shamrock when he found out he had to face a woman. He was like, what the hell? But China was all about it, as we'll see later in the episode. Paul Bearer has to face Big Show, so he fainted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was the best was one. hilarious. <laughs> oh, and The Undertaker can't interfere or else he'll lose his title match at Over the Limit. Uh, what uh, what else did he come up with? Let me just list the evening's matches. Cactus Jack against Viscera and Midian. Falls Count Anywhere, no DQ. Lazy booking, as Jim Cornette would say. Sable versus Deborah in an evening gown match. That's... that's, that's, that's well, that definitely sounds a little Russo-ish. Right? Uh, so Sable has to show up to the match or she'll be stripped of her title. And then he makes a six-man match for tonight. Six, even back then, huh? Six man main events. It's going to be Triple H, The Undertaker, and Shane 
against Stone Cold, The Rock, and Vince McMahon with a special referee. So Shane gets on yeah, the mic. That's, that's not bad. That's not a bad minute for Vince, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Shane gets on the mic. He's like, you're not even here. I'll, I'm going to be the one to pick the special referee because he's got some stroke around there for some reason. I don't know how this happened, but I guess it must be because Vince is really the one in charge. HBK's like, I am there, and he's one of the, the riot squad police in the ring. <laughs> so he actually was there. So that was a he kind of... His, his stripper act. Yeah, yeah. So that tripped the crowd out that he was in. He was actually there. So that, that was kind of cool. Which <laughs> is like, what the hell? <laughs> Hey, HBK was a showman, man. He was a true showman. So he names himself the special referee for this match tonight. Okay, there we go. We're about 20 minutes into the show. We got a main event. Show's working well so far, I guess. Let's see what's next. Steve Blackman. He's just uh, doing some karate stuff. It's just a video of him showing. <laughs> I don't know. You ever like this guy, Vlad? I mean, you remember I definitely remember him as a kid, but I don't know. Well, I kind remember of, him. I don't remember, of, I don't remember anything specific about him. Yeah, he was, seemed kind of a boring guy to me. He never talked. Uh, he was just just a decent worker, I guess. But okay, so they promote him a little bit there. Well, least. I mean, he was a legit. He was a legit badass, but uh, not probably a good captivating wrestling character. So big show. This is going to go against uh, Paul Bearer. This is a, a strange match, but he has to do it. So he doesn't want to do it. He's like, no. But then HBK comes out and is like, you got to go. He forces him to get out there. And uh, he's trying trying to bag his way out. This this is pretty this is pretty wild, honestly. This is kind of sucks for Paul Bearer. <laughs> what do you think, Vlad? Is he gonna get out of this? There's no way out of this. HBK takes his place at the uh, at the announce table. I guess he's just gonna unless you know, somebody comes in and helps him. He's probably just gonna. Well, it can be here. But isn't there like a ton of members in this group? They could probably interfere for him. I think I no one know, can maybe? interfere, but no, he's just going to oh. take a kick to the face. He took a bump. That was a pretty good bump right there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, uh, Paul Bear, uh, he's been in the wrestling business a long time. He knows how to take some bumps. So let me move forward a, a little bit in the show. Let's see who comes up. Big Show gets on the mic, and he wants to fight The Undertaker. And he asks Shawn Michaels to like lift the ban on interference, and The Undertaker comes out. Very dramatic entrance, so it's always nice to see The Undertaker come out. Very slowly walks to the ringside and stares at the Big Show while the Big Show continues to pummel Paul Bearer. But they don't actually fight. I think the corporate ministry, the rest of them come out and there's like a, a big melee. So they're going to beat down the Big Show and the rest of uh, the union comes out. So this, this is like a big war. It's two, two big factions. The crowd is all into it. Every match with this, with this rivalry because the whole show is linked with this rivalry. Everything on Every match on this show is kind of has to do with being on one side or the other. Crowd was hot for this show, really hot. So here comes Deborah, and she's going to face. Of hot. Yeah, oh, she, this, this might be the Vince Russo segment of our show today. Oh, yeah. so there, there's for Sable. Sure. De- so an evening gown match, I guess. Uh, what are the rules of an e- of an evening gown match, Vlad? You got to, you got to, you got to. Oh, I'm an expert. Let me tell you. You got to rip those. You got to rip that baby up. Rip the evening gown up until you're in your, I guess, bra and your panties. I guess. I don't know. Yes, that seems like that's what it would. That's what it would. But wait, but wait. Uh, it doesn't look like Sable's already wear. I don't know what the hell Sable's wearing. <laughs> she's not wearing. Is that, is that supposed to be her evening gown? She practically it looks like she's already stripped as it is. Well, Pretty much. Know. No complaints here. Oh no complaints. I'm just saying. I don't. Understand. But yeah, this is definitely Russo. 
And you know what else is Russo? Now that you're kind of showing me all this, like these short, quick matches, these um, all these segments that like don't actually have wrestling, uh, you know, is all linked to Russo. So the only thing that's the saving grace for this is that there's so many like great personalities involved. Obviously, like you have Vince, you have the Undertaker, you have mm-hmm. Big Show. So here, here she is, just grinding. I guess that's her thing. Well, sure. She just she just grinds. Pretty well, pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty scandalous. There's no there's nothing to do with wrestling here. This has nothing to no, do with no. wrestling. This is this is just for the guys that want to see hot chicks. Which oh here here comes oh, Val that, That's what it's for. Okay, I, I, I didn't figure that out. <laughs> it has nothing to do with this. Is not definitely oh, this is Val Venus. Yeah, this is killing uh-huh. the business yeah. though, Vlad. Right? Come on. This is this is too much. And this is for the women's championship. You know that for the WWF women's championship. Oh, because Sa- Sable's the woman. Sable's champion. the champion. So Val Venus has nothing to do with this, and he comes out because just it just calls to Val Venus, right? But they were even asking Shawn Michaels, like, "What the hell? He's not involved in this." And I guess uh, Sable's gonna win, so she's gonna, she's gonna rip the. <laughs> <laughs> so there really wasn't a match. There really wasn't much of anything. Uh, five stars right here. Five stars. <laughs> five. What what is what is wrong with you? What, this is a ten star classic. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Vlad. You're you're right. I <laughs> I undersold it. <laughs> I mean, geez, you're you're. Well, that's the, uh, there's Nicole Bass. She's Sable's uh, yeah. valet, I guess, and she's trying to get at Val Venus, right? And he doesn't want. Oh, and there's Jeff Jarrett, synonymous with <laughs> Vince Russo. So, guitar yeah. shot to the head. Just, you know what? Yes, this is definitely all connected. This whole segment was probably written by Russo completely, like the whole thing from top to <laughs> bottom. All right, so Michael Cole comes out. He's going to interview uh, Sable, I guess, for keeping the title. But uh, they're going to have an Mi- interview after this disastrous segment. They're going to have yeah, an well, interview. Wow. Shawn Michaels is going to come out, and he's going to say, as the commissioner, since he's the commissioner that she didn't actually win the match because he thinks the winner of an evening gown match is the woman who gets their clothes stripped off. Yeah. So he's going to take the title from Sable and give it to Deborah McMichael. Is she called Deborah McMichael here or is she just called Deborah? I think she's just uh, called Deborah. Idea. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. I think she was probably just Deborah. Probably not McMichael anymore. Uh, I think I think just Deborah. So there's, there he yeah. is taking the belt from her. He's going to hand it over to uh, the new women's champion of the time. See, well, yeah, I mean, the belts don't mean matter matter to Russo, so yeah. This but God, is, this what an insult to women. Like, the women's champion, this is all they're good for. Like, they didn't they didn't yeah. have any female workers at this time, though, right? I mean, I guess Sable was a worker. They probably worked a match with her, I think. Um, but, but not a very good one, you know. Well, Trish was already there, no? Or no? No, I don't think so. But I think it's Lita was the, like, the first one that I can remember that really started. I think Trish was there by 99 already. I don't know. I didn't see her in this episode. But anyways, yeah. let's let's move on with the show. They're still uh, promoting this main event, which is a good thing. It's good to have a thread throughout the show keeping people interested that there's a main event coming. All right, so here's another stable rivalry matchup. So it's Test against Big Boss Man. Uh, I don't think I listed this earlier. They both passed away, right? I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. God rest their souls. Interesting match. So this is a nightstick on a on a pole match. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. I I remember this. (laughs) 
This is definitely Russo. The, the stipulation is definitely Russo. What, anything on a pole is a Russo idea? Anything, <laughs> yeah, anything on a pole. Well, look Did at he... his, all his WCW ideas. Viagra on a pole. Uh, Judy Bagwell on a pole. Uh, yeah, so so they can... I mean... Whatever they get from anything the pole... Anything on a pole is a Russo idea, for sure. So for, for you uh, wrestling fans out there who might be young kids, in these type of matches, they put something up high up on a pole, and if you get it, you can use it legally in the match. In this case, it's a weapon. So I guess Test gets the weapon, but somehow it was off camera, but somehow Bossman got his hands on a nightstick too. So this was a confusion that the commentators were like, what the hell, where did he even get that? So he ends up using the nightstick right here when he's about to get rolled up, but bonks him on the head with it, sits on him. At least he doesn't put all his weight on him. That was nice of him. There's an old old match for you, Tess versus Big Boss Man. A win, a win for the corporate ministry in this one. So Val Venus, he wants Jeff Jarrett because he hit him on the head with the guitar, so he's pissed off at him. That's going to happen later, Jeff Jarrett versus Val Venus. So that's not over. <laughs> uh, let's see, Ooh. this is Midian and Viscera against uh, Cactus Jack. I don't know, I guess it's a fair fight somehow because Cactus Jack is crazy. So this was like a hardcore match. A few chair shots, but nothing like egregious. Nothing too wild, but this is the ending right here. I guess he low blows him, and he gets a chair, does like a little splash with a chair. So nothing too crazy. You know, he didn't have to like railroad him with a fucking bus to beat him. That was an okay match for a hardcore match. They didn't sell out, kill the business or anything, I think. China, so they're interviewing her about her upcoming match with Shamrock. Any chance that was a Vince Russo idea? I mean, that seems like a weird idea, male versus female. Probably. He was a big fan of China, so probably. She says she gets very moody every 28 days. And this is one of those days. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and she God. says uh, the balls are in her court tonight, and tonight she might step on them. She's threatening Ken Shamrock. So uh, let's see what's coming up next. So it's going to be – oh, Shawn Michaels also booked Bradshaw against Farouk just for fun with a, a lumberjack match. Again, Damn. with uh, all the union wow. in the lumberjack. This is just an outrageously stupid show, Kalen. <laughs> even despite all, all these great personalities, this is just beyond. This is just terrible. This is just. This is at the point where WCW have already like beat, been beaten. Like WWF yeah. is riding high at this point. Sure. Right? No, I understand. All but right. These, so this these. Is, this is not good. This is. So not these good. two guys are partners, but Shawn Michaels for gags wants to make them fight, and they're like, "We're not doing it. We're friends." And then Farouk says, "Well, we all know who would win." if that actually happened. And they look at each other and are like, yeah, obviously it would be me. So they're like staring at each other like, it'd be me, right? And then uh, Bradshaw tells them, for the past months or years, I've proven I can outdrink you. Don't make me prove I can outfight you. And then Farouk says, I'll be damned. <laughs> and uh, Bradshaw says, don't make me ruin our team by handing you your ass. So they kind of look at each other. It's a little testy for a little bit. And they ended up, fighting because they wanted to prove who would win so they do have a match pretty interesting match so they're they're partners but they're they're going at it they, they found a reason to fight again here look look at them flying off the ropes look at bradshaw did you see that that was the, yeah. that was pretty athletic looking let's jump to the end oh the the ministry comes in they're like stop fighting like that's enough and then they end up getting jumped by the union people on the outside so this turns into another big melee so this show is just chaos just non-stop chaos they're, they're gonna whoop on viscera and this whole union corporate ministry thing the war this war is hot too much chaos vlad or what is this show too crazy 
Right, so yeah, Nick Foley went from Cactus Jack to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He Nick he Foley. came out as a lumberjack as mankind, so he's oh. had two appearances today. Oh wow! Uh, oh, this was another match: Pat Patterson and Gerald Briscoe. Oh goodness! Against uh, uh. the Mean Street Posse. <laughs> <laughs> and they would <laughs> I mean this is horrible. Let me, is horrible. Let, me well, let me just say a couple of things. A couple of things. Why well, you could keep going through, but let me just say a couple of things. Uh okay, the reason why this is bad is not because uh, it has nothing to do with the personalities involved or the fact because obviously there's a legends and hall of famers and some of the greatest wrestlers of all time on this show. But it's where where it loses all uh understanding or just completely Russo is these quick, pointless matches that have no purpose and no idea, these, these kind of gang warfare-type matches, that le- and and then all these silly matches in between. This is just like Pat Patterson versus Dimitri Posse. I mean, why would anybody even book that? I mean, unless it's just you don't value any type of wrestling. You don't really care what's, who's wrestling or what's going on in the ring, you know? It's, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, this is all Russo. This show is a very good example of Russo-style book, for sure. I just saw it because I was just skimming through some summaries, and I saw a couple things with Jeff Jarrett, evening gown match, you know, so I just figured. So I was like, let's take a stab at it. All right, so let's jump to the end of this. I guess they win with, like, dual figure fours. These guys were wrestlers, though, Briscoe and Patterson. They're really old. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. They were wrestlers in the 70s and and 80s maybe but 60s 70s and 80s but and then uh oh they came out i didn't tell you but they came out to hulk hogan's i'm a real american so (laughs) and they at the end of the match pat patterson takes his shirt shirt off and does the whole hulk hogan thing so there's there's that okay is this good wrestling vlad is is this any better than AEW or what (laughs) Uh, oh wow this is a bad example, but yeah, this is... This a bad is, example? Come on. I, we could come up with more shows. We could go to the next episode. I'm sure there'll be something. No, 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 no I understand. I understand. Yeah, this is not good. No, I already told you. This is terrible. This is a terrible wrestling show as far as what I like about wrestling. But yeah, all I'm right. sure some people liked it, but this is not what I would like in a wrestling show at all. All right, well, let's finish it off. So let's see what, what comes up next. So Shamrock, he, he doesn't know what's going to happen. He's like, I've been backed into a corner. What can I do? He has to do the match, but he doesn't want to hit a woman, obviously. Jar- Jeff Jarrett's coming out. He's with Deborah, and he's going to face Val Venus. Jeff Jarrett's catchphrase at this point was, don't piss me off. It wasn't slap nuts yet. I guess slap nuts came with WCW, right? So Yeah, he, he leaves for WCW pretty soon. I like Jeff Jarrett, though. I, if if Robert, I don't know if I you know this, but I, he's yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. wrestler. We know. We know. Yeah. He's my we favorite know. wrestler. We try to sneak that in every other show. Look at his work. He actually sells every single time. He's flawless. He's a flawless worker. Like when someone throws a punch, he's going to sell it. I see people who just don't sell sometimes. He's And he, I like the way he sells. It's like really trying to play it up for the crowd, but it really works for me. Uh, here's another one. Yep. See? I will, As a worker, I will say that Jeff Jarrett is a good worker. Throws I, his face. You know, like it looks like he took a punch for real. But anyways, yeah. let's uh, skip to the end of the match. Here's the Vince Russo but, booking that I thought of. So here comes uh Is this a Deb- two-hour show? How long is this show? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a two-hour show. Two hours. So yeah. Deborah comes out, and she's going to take her top off to distract uh, well, sure. Val Venus. But, but, but I've seen practically, 
she was already naked when, well not naked you know what I mean she was half naked uh, just like in a couple segments previously so we've why... seen this before though not before Vince Russo like uh, Terry Runnels did this right on in WWF TV same thing she actually took her top off though but uh, away from the camera like on this well, side of the ring sure. so this is not necessarily Vince Russo booking but anyway so the, the ref is distracted Jeff Jarrett bonks him on the head with a foreign object, as they say, and gets the pinfall. What do you think of the booking of the ending of this match, Vlad? Would you use that, the, the, the female distraction? <laughs> I guess, you know? It's too outright, right? It's too outright. I mean, no, I mean, there's, that's not the worst of it, but the worst of it is just if you combine it with everything else that's happened on the show, uh, it's already like there's just so much craziness. There's just so chaotic, and it's just – there's actually no wrestling that's really going on. These guys are having very few actual matches. It's all just this is what he this is what Russo thinks wrestling is. It's just a couple of quick matches. Get that off this get that out of the way to formulate what he really wants to show. This kind of like garbage garbage TV. This is kind of reminiscent of Dynamite, though. It's just a lot of stuff jam packed into two hours, right? Well, Dynamite has other problems. They actually will have matches with guys that nobody cares about and actually go 15, 20 minutes. So, no, it's different. Russo, well, just, it, Russo thinks that wrestling should just be garbage. And uh, AW's problem is that they think every match should be five stars, even when it's like a, a throwaway TV match, you know? So, against you know guys that we've never heard of. So, that's it's two different things, two different problems. Both problems, but two different issues. Well, all right. So here comes the male versus female match. What do you think is going to happen in this match? You guys, you guys got any guesses? Oh, Hit China I or think no? China, I think China's going to beat him. Oh, this is the week <laughs> before. Know. She, she was a special referee last week, and she low-blowed the shit out of Ken Shamrock the week before. So she has no problems hitting him. Uh, oh, no. let, let's She's move along and see what happens. Here comes Ken Shamrock. and he's gonna. He's like, I'm not hitting you. He's telling her, look, I'm not hitting you. She pushes, she slaps him. Triple H is in there. I don't know why. I don't know if they're still together at this point or if this was past that point, but they're still together like on camera, I guess. I think he's going to choke her here because she punched him. So there, there he took right. a punch and he's, he can't take it anymore. And there is the choke. So there's man on female violence. Uh, you you definitely how... won't see this today. That, that yeah. doesn't fly today. <laughs> and then uh, he's going to take another punch, and I think he's going to give her a belly-to-belly -belly is what's going to happen. So he's going to give her this move, and the crowd goes nuts. And then uh... – <laughs> love Ken Shamrock, though. <laughs> he was a really good character. I Ken... love Ken Shamrock. I think he's fantastic. I mean, he's crazy as hell, but he, he – you know, he's a, obviously he's a legit UFC fighter. Yeah. Uh -huh. Shamrock is great. So that's what happened. There, there was no match. There wasn't even ma and a match. You see another well, thing. But there hasn't been a match pretty much all show. There hasn't actually <laughs> been a wrestling match all, all show. So, yeah, the, the one thing, yeah, this has great personalities. And look, I mean, obviously, the main event is going to be awesome. I don't know why Stone Cold is wearing those red, yeah, box, like box, box shirts. I've never seen him. I've never seen him in those. And there's Shawn Michaels uh, wearing what he's he the, wearing. Uh, oh God. And but what is he? The special referee or something? He's the special ref. Yeah. He booked yeah, himself as the special referee. So there comes Shawn Michaels, ever the showman, as he always yeah. is. The okay. showstopper. There's Shane O'Mac coming out with uh, The Undertaker and <laughs> Triple H and China. I guess she's with them after she's had her match tonight. So Vince comes out first, and I think they're going to jump him before the rest of the guys can get in the ring. Yeah, so there goes Shane jumping. And th this, you see, the main event started, and there's five minutes left on the show, Vlad. 
No, yeah. Oh, wow. it, it has has some of the biggest stars involved, but they developed them five minutes just to but show But that's what they, they used to do back in the days. The biggest stars would come out for a little bit on the weeklies, and you'd have to pay for the pay-per-view to actually see them in a long, serious match. So there's a not tombstone always. to Vince. No. Worked pretty safe. No, not always. I don't know. I, I kind no. of always remember it that way, where the hot moments only came at the very, very end. Like, we had to sit through all yeah, that junk sure. for five minutes well, of this have, at the end. They would have an opening segment, and they, and they would have a closing segment, probably. But sometimes they were linked throughout the show. But anyway, yeah, this is a terrible show. I mean, yeah. I mean look at all the legends in, on involved. Like, there's The Undertaker. There's Shawn Michaels. There's, there's The Rock. Vince. There's... Vince getting uh, there's, strangled there's, by The Undertaker on the outside. The Rock, I guess, has a broken arm in this. He's, he's selling a broken yeah. arm because I think uh, right. Triple H did Triple it to H. him. I mean, it's just legends upon uh, legends, but they don't even... Stone Cold's music hit. Cold. I don't know why he took so long getting out there. I don't. They didn't really... You need to take off his red shorts first. Yeah, yeah. He probably couldn't get out of those red shorts. He's the, like, the... why the hell am I... He probably was arguing with the with whoever wrote it. Like, what the hell am I wearing this shit for? <laughs> so the roof erupted when Stone Cold's music hit, obviously. Yeah, uh, as it did many, many, many times th throughout that throughout that era, yeah. So they have a little brawl, a bunch of crazy things going on. If I could jump to what happens at the very end. there's Here's a rock bottom from The Rock uh, to Triple H. I, the Undertaker's going to break up the count. Shane is uh, pounding his dad, Vince, with elbows, and then he's going to try to take out Stone Cold, but he's going to get hit with the stunner instead. And uh, Vince is going to try to put the pinfall on him, but Stone Cold is not going to let him do the pinfall because uh, he doesn't want him to get the win. He doesn't want Vince getting the win. So he's going to pick Shane up, give him the middle finger, and stunner him again and pin him himself. So that was cool, obviously. Stone Cold has the crowd in the palm of his oh, hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's sure, got of course. everyone's here to see him and the place is just blowing up it's blowing up so this is good but yeah everything that we had to sit through jesus if you really wanted to watch a two-hour show and get to this point god it was a long show and then they drink beer at the end and that's the end of the yeah. show so there you go yeah. oh man wow. yeah i don't know what to say i mean that was not good okay so <laughs> I, I i all right so i, I have some thoughts so sure you know, during this time, I, I forgot how old I was. I might, might have been like four, 15, 16, maybe. I don't know. Like, yeah. um, you know, th this was, you know, pre like social media, you know, it, the internet was just starting. So, you know, you, there, it was very hard to act, you know, have access to like backstage reports and stuff like that. So I was just, you know, whatever I saw on TV, that's all I knew about wrestling. Right. Um, and I, I enjoyed it very much. I have very fond memories of it. But now, like doing this, where we're like we're rewatching an old episode, um, and you know, kind of watching this, you know, without the lens of um, nostalgia, a, a lot of this looks really, really bad. Um, so I didn't right? you know, like I don't I didn't realize like how bad it actually was until <laughs> watching it, watching it back. Maybe maybe this was just a particularly bad episode but kind of a good reminder like you know watching watching some of these old episodes like you, you kind of realize how different things are now and maybe like uh, some of my taste maybe it's because my tastes have changed I, i'm not sure but it just uh, a, a lot of this wouldn't fly today and I, I would think it was if this was being aired today i, I would think it's garbage well of, of course they they had the star power like the rock and stone cold that was like their saving grace was their personalities and characters but majority of that episode is pretty garbage. <laughs> Man, could you give it a grade? <laughs> just, 
<laughs> I mean, if you look, if you took just the the main event stuff, the the stuff with the superstars, it wasn't that bad. Oh yeah. If you want I mean, to like, <laughs> yeah, if you want to actually analyze it the way we do, though, and we we critique and and criticize AEW for minute every minute detail, we have to do the same here. If you if you would look at the whole show as a whole, it was probably like, what would you say, Vlad? A C show, maybe. I mean, there was something in there for us to. It, to, to no, chew man, on. that's a, that was a that was a D show. That was a terrible. Show. Well, if that you went awful. there, you got to see Stone Cold. You got to see, you know, The Rock, and it was like raucous. You, you couldn't hear from the. There was no audio on our clip, but no, people, the people had a fun I'll, time. I'll I'll give it a C just because of the nightgown match. There was that. So <laughs> there you go. That. What do you yeah. think, Vlad? I mean, this is everything that I ha- also hate about wrestling. You know, I mean, I'm trying to find some balance between. This is like the other extreme of AEW. So I, I don't, I wouldn't compare it to AEW. This is like the totally opposite extreme. This is the garbage wrestling, but in a different type of garbage wrestling. This is just like literally crash TV, three minute, four minute matches that don't really mean anything. Just funny, stupid matches that are irrelevant. Women, you know, those brawn panty matches. And then leave the main event, which are like the biggest stars in the business, five minutes to close the show. That's, that's, uh, okay. I mean, I don't know. But AW, like I said, it's the other extreme where they have matches that should be like five to ten minutes sometimes and, and some, something like that. But, yeah, so it's it's too different. Like I was trying to say during the show, it's two different problems. But, yeah, Russo's, I don't, I'm guessing Russo was the head writer still at this point. But either way, his imprint is all over this show is all over the show yeah and his imprint is kind of all over wrestling like today like aew wrestling in in particular well, i just told you i disagree i completely disagree i told you aew has a totally different problem they don't have a russo problem they they don't have that problem they have some there's some moments of that like that stuff on collision with the with the mexican guys the rouge and stuff that that's something russo would write but you know that stuff where like they're kidnapped in Mexico or whatever. That's just yeah. stupid, right? But that's you know. But but I, I'm just saying, there's so, like tons of ideas, just tons of like different things, just I, throwing at the wall. It's left and right, this yeah, and that, yeah, and this yeah. and that. You know, I that, just think that they have they have a different problem. They they are their their problems are like different than the problems of like getting past Russo's type of booking. No, uh, yeah, no, I'm, no. I'm not saying yeah. they're like exactly like Russo, but I'm just saying I see yeah. like some influence of this generation. Like Tony Khan. Well, must give me have an example. Watching. Give me an example. Just, just like the the how jam packed the show was. You you were even saying like how long was this show? It was just two hours. It's like dynamite. <laughs> where it's just like there was just so much in it. Like compared to uh, the modern Raw, where it's just like nothing yeah. happens. You could skip forward like right. thirty minutes to see just the ending of the match of some whatever yeah, match. I, right, like, they, right. They had more in this two hours than Raw probably has in a month currently, right? So, yeah, uh, absolutely. But the problem is it's just too much for one show. And it's a lot of just si- silly, ha-ha bullshit. You know, I think this is funny. Ha-ha, let me write this as a thing. So it's not like, it's not, it's not to be taken serious. It's nothing to be taken seriously, you know? So, yeah, even the main event is as good as, like, as good as those personalities are. It's clouded by all that nonsense, you know? So it's hard to take even that seriously, even with, all the big names involved, you know. So, mm-hmm. But you would put Vince but, Russo up there in the pantheon of people to blame for ruining wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. But in that case, you, but I also put Vince McMahon in the pantheon of people that ruined wrestling. So because yeah. of what, 
what he did to the territory. He put it out there. He he agreed to put these shows out there too. Like he's all these ideas got approved. Of course. All these ideas got approved. He he did not not only that, but yes, that part of it, but also like even before that. And plus you made it clear that this was all a, a work and this is not real in one of those opening like back in late 97, 90, early 98, you know, he just like said, oh, you know, what we do here is entertainment. It's not, I mean, basically to that, basically to that point. Yeah, I would say that Vince McMahon, as, success, as successful as he is, and obviously being the one company basically left of all the different wrestling territories, he did more than harm to wrestling than anybody yeah, because also it got real cartoony when they got hot in the 80s when WrestleMania was kicking off and all that. I would point to like the Doink the Clown yeah, type was, of character. I was Doink the Clown also. Yeah, so this was something that people would look at. Although Doink, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, it's a cool character in a way. But I think people would well, look, not, well, not just not just the, him, but, you know, the Bushwhackers and, you know, people, yeah, people like that. WCW also in 93, 94 was going kind of in yeah, that yeah, same yeah. vein. Like at this point, maybe Russo was saying, yeah, wrestling is bullshit anyways. So why not just do a bunch of ridiculous, crazy ideas and get people to, like, just stop changing the channel once they come here, you know? Well, that's his problem. He thinks wrestling is bullshit, but he but he made it, he wants to make money off it. But that's the problem right there. A lot of people that hate him don't think it's bullshit, obviously. They've, they've made their life's worth, you know, like, all the money they've had for the wrestling business. So they don't consider it bullshit. They think that it's something to be valued and respected because they've, been involved with it for whatever amount of years. I'm not just talking about Cornette because obviously I'm talking about anybody. A lot of people have issues with, with Russo, but I think Cornette's just the most vocal, the most vocal about how much he hates him. Right? But, but he hates Russo, you know, but he wouldn't put that same hate towards Vince, though, even though you're saying Vince is maybe just as much to blame in a lot of ways, maybe as, more. Not as much, but I think he understands that Vince did what he had to do for business. He he, he was he's, he's a... He did what he had to do to be the sole survivor so of, of the wrestling wars. He, he didn't have to break up the territories, but he chose to. But he understands that it, it was a business decision to be number one. So I don't think he can hate him on that. I mean, and I think he's criticized a lot of Vince's like style of wrestling in the past. Because Cornette grew up with, in Southern wrestling, so he knows that it's totally different than WWE, WWF wrestling. So... Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's wrap up this conversation. We do got to get to some modern yeah. reviews. So. Yeah. Moderism. Yeah. Just, so to, let... to, put a, to put a pin on it, this was a great example of Russo's style booking the show. You, you pulled up a, a great one, a, a great <laughs> example. And this is everything that I hate uh. and about wrestling. Um, so, But I also want to make it clear that it's not like an AW issue. They have some examples of something like this, but... Their, their stuff is more, like I said, too, their mindset is more in, independent wrestling than whatever yeah. the hell. But Russo also, like, style wrestling. also, I'll comment that just from watching the show, like, I didn't see any problem with any of the work, like the actual in ring fighting. All well, of, how much okay. was there? There, were all, like, there wasn't that much there. Like, <laughs> no, but yeah, but I didn't see anything bad. Like, everything was, except okay. maybe Mark Henry, I saw him stomping on Kane and there was no selling. But, you know, most of it was pretty solid. Just in terms of like not seeing anything weird, not seeing any uh, intense, you know, five false finish match or anything or three, four false finishes. Everything was just sure. fine. I didn't see anything bad. You know, we'll put a pin on that. Maybe in the future we'll be bored again someday and want to watch another trash Vince Russo show just for fun. I mean, it is, it was fun. You know, come on. There was a lot of like old ideas there that 
from well, our childhood. Well, before we go, as you went through it, what grade would you give it? Because I think I uh, gave it a C. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a lot of any bad specific stuff. Re- any specific reason? I mean, just is it also because of the nightgown match? No, I didn't give it an F because. You know, I thought there was something there for the fans. At least they get they got to see some exci- some real good excitement. Because, because a little bit. Because they got to see Stone Cold. Yeah. They got to see Stone Cold the last five minutes of the of the night. Yes. Yeah. That's why. That's, Other than that, if that wasn't there, it would have been an F show. Yeah. Pretty much. Like literally remove okay, that. I mean, I just I disagree. I mean, there's plenty of times throughout the years that I've seen Stone Cold, and there there have been A shows where Stone Cold has been on, and I would just say that's an A show. Uh, I'm not going to just give it just a higher grade just because Stone Cold came out the last five minutes of a show. And I mean, as much as I love Steve Austin, I think Steve Austin is one of the greatest of all time. Okay. But, I'll give it a C minus. Yeah. Fine. You convinced me. <laughs> what do you give it? F? Is this an F show to you? No, he gave it. A D. No, I, I gave it, I gave it a D. I gave it a D. Okay. All right then. Yeah. Well, let's move along. We got some AEW to talk about. Robert, you watch collision and dynamite or what? Yeah. That's, that's the only things I watched is just those two. I didn't watch raw or uh, last week's SmackDown. All right, so we're going to Collision from uh, September 9th, which was, I guess, almost a week ago as we're recording this, six six days ago. So this was right when our last show came out. So the opening was John Moxley against uh, Who Did He Face? Well, Action. And this is the, yeah, this is the first Collision without collision. Punk, right? No, the second one, because the okay. one before that, he was fired. That's right. That's right. Anyways, this is, this is not a good booking to me. I don't care about this. I'm going to skip it, right? Yeah. You guys fine with this? Yeah. Uh, yeah okay good uh roderick strong okay so he gives another (laughs) another video about how he used to be friends with adam cole and they hung out together right went to each other's uh weddings and stuff like that so he's facing darby allen on the main event of the show so these i like these videos this is this is all really good to me roderick strong is is killing it he's killing it i'm i'm a big fan i'm a big fan i'm glad not so much not as so much, but I, I, don't, I didn't hate this. Uh, let's I see what happened this. next. Statlander against one of these uh, Renegade sisters. They're they're not twins, but I guess they're sisters. They look kind of similar. I, I used to see them a lot on Dark. They they would switch. They, they would pull the switcheroonie. But it was hard to keep track. They look exactly the same. So uh, Statlander wins, and they were beating uh, her up afterwards. And then this was the return of Jade Cargill. So I don't know if you have any comments about that, Vlad. But Jade is back. I I expected her to be gone a little longer, to be honest. But okay. the word on the street is that she's finishing up and she's headed to WWE. So um, I don't know. That's the word on the street. Well, maybe they'll give her like a a push and tell her, oh, we're gonna make you our superstar and try to entice her to stay with a big contract. Oh, maybe. I think they're just gonna job her out, honestly, until she leaves. Probably job to Statlander one more time. And yeah. Unless I think I think so. Interesting. Unless she, unless she does stay, but the word is that she's going to be going. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, you know, you hear a lot of different things, but who knows? So, uh, All right. I'm not, I'm not really a big Jade Cargill fan, but I, I'm kind of glad this feud is happening at least one more time, only because I, even though I do like Chris Statlander, I think uh, the way she won the title was kind of uh, kind of fluky. Is, um right. she took the title off of Jade Cargill after after Jade had finished the match. So you know, like, obviously she was at a disadvantage fighting. Well, Jade that. was the oh. one who put out the challenge herself. Oh well, so. yeah, I mean, of, of course. But um, I, I think let, let, let's say let's assume uh, Chris Statlander uh, beats 
Jade Cargill again. I think that goes um, a long way to actually legitimize Chris Statlander more as a, the true champion. So in that sense, I'm glad this feud is happening, but I don't really care too much about Jade. I like her. I like her promos. I thought she was cool. She's one of the better girls to me. I hope they keep her. I, th I think there's potential there, but I don't think it could be like they, she needs the WWE training. I actually hope she goes to WWE because I don't think anything is going to happen in, in AW. She's not going to get oh, what right. she needs to be a complete wrestler. Okay, continue. Sorry. I just, I'll leave it there. No, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, we are moving on, though. We're moving on. So, uh, Soraya, yeah, on. Soraya and uh, Ruby, I guess they're talking about Tony Storm, that she's gone mad. Well, Tony Storm ruined Ruby Soho's match against Statlander at the pay-per-view. So, right, but, right, right. She cost, you know, her, she cost her the match. Yeah, but they're not really doing playing it like a betrayal. They're playing it more like like Tony Storm has lost her mind. She's flipped her, her wig, you know? Mm -hmm. But Soraya said that she heard she was using mayo as like a skin treatment or something like that. So She's, she's um, gone tits up, so... Yes. Right, right. Uh, so this is uh, that's all that was, just a little backstage thingy. Uh, what is this? You guys care about Claudio and Kingston? I don't know. This is skippable to me. I just, I just want to say one thing about it. I was waiting to see if I could make sense of why Kingston hates him, and I got nothing. I got nothing out of this. I think he thought. I, I, I guess my understanding of it is that Claudio should have jobbed to Kingston when he was going to get signed by WWE. Like he didn't do anything good for the Indies, and that's because Claudio didn't respect him. He said, and he he wants that respect. That's what it is. That's my understanding of it. But you're right. I'm confused too. I'm not sure. <laughs> It doesn't really make a lot of sense why he's so pissed off at him and why he's yeah. this much. It's very convoluted. It's very convoluted. It's, it's not it's, very good. It, they expect us to understand something that happened on some garbage indie promotion when they were together. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah. Explain it now. Explain it here. You, this is they try to explain it. They Excalibur is always trying to explain this. He just can't. No, he doesn't. doesn't. He's, I've no, heard. No, he doesn't. I've heard him what try to explain say? it at the pay-per-view. At the He says that... that Claudio didn't help the wrestling business, that he didn't do, do what was best for the wrestling business when he was getting signed by WWE, that he could have done more for the guys on the indie scene, basically. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Oh, it's stupid, yeah. man. I don't like the story at all. They shouldn't have turned this into an angle. The, the only realness of this angle is that it's actually real, that Kingston doesn't like Claudio. Claudio doesn't care about Kingston. It's like, whatever. I've never heard thing. anyone say that they... Who would have an issue with Claudio? It's like insane. You have to be. I know. It only shows that it only shows that Kingston is unhinged in reality, you know, like that he's something's wrong with him. You know? All right. So well, that's yeah, the, that that's probably true. Oh, that wasn't Jay White. I thought that was Jay <laughs> White. <laughs> that was just a cardboard. Cut. <laughs> that's fantastic. I, I think this is funny. <laughs> I'm just carrying that. <laughs> All right. So it's a Bullet Club without Jay White, Juice, and the Guns. And they're facing... Yeah. Who the hell were they even facing? Um, oh my god. Please don't show this. Who the fuck is this? Gravity and two other guys. I don't even know who they are, though. I, I didn't terrible. write this down. Whatever. This is. I'm going to skip nine minutes here, it says. so. I, I skipped this match. Whatever. I think the Bullet Club won, right? Yeah. Uh, let's move along to uh, Miro. They better have. His wife uh, wants to be his manager, saying that after he lost his TNT title, he lost his way... With uh, he's gone crazy about this whole thing with God and everything, but she's saying she wants to manage him, so that's what they're trying to get at here. Little pre-tape promo from C.J. Perry there. I don't really have anything to say about it. We'll see what happens. 
what the fuck is this? Ray Phoenix against uh, Angelico, right? Yeah. <laughs> is that what this is? Another skip. I love how you said. I love how you said. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I said. All shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that there's been some dead spots on Dynamite and Collision, Robert. Like since Punk is gone, there's been a couple spots where it's just like this is a throwaway match. There wasn't anything like this on the Raw we watched. Like this is just a waste of time. But okay. That's what I'm saying. That's one of the points I was making. Like, why the hell would anyone want to watch this? And Jelly yeah. versus Ray Phoenix. I mean, like, <laughs> why the, why the hell would anyone want to watch this? And why would you? And, and why would you make it go like a long match? Like, why would you? I mean, <laughs> five, five minutes is too long for this. Yeah, that's this is one of those that should have been a real quick five minute match, like the WWE Raw episodes we were watching. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's my guy, Roderick Strong. Your guy. <laughs> this is so hilarious. He's so, and his his oh. friends are hyping him up. I love his friends. Yeah, yeah. I love friends who hype you up, man. You got this. You got this, man. So he's gonna. <laughs> he's all serious, keeping his neck warm after his injury. Uh, Darby's gonna come in. He's gonna get blindsided by Luchasaurus, obviously. And they're going to beat him up, and he's going to go into the match injured. Christian's here to torment him. Nick Wayne is like, you can do this. You could do this. You know, it's no pain, no pain. So he gets in there, and I think this was the ending. A.R. Fox nailed Nick Wayne by accident, which is hilarious. And I think uh, Roderick um, counters the coffin drop, drop here and puts his finishing move for the win. So he's going to face Samojo on Dynamite coming up. So that's going to be the next show that we review. I, I like Roderick. I didn't I didn't have anything to say about this match, though. It was whatever. Dar, Darby lost because he got hurt before it, I guess. But it, it was still a competitive match. Uh, Book of Hobbs. I don't get this. Is he QTV? Is he Book of Hobbs? He's, he's bragging that he was on top of Miro at the end before his wife came to save him. So, okay. I don't know. I don't really have much to say about that either. The Keith Lee promo. I don't have anything to say about this either. Why waste Keith people's Lee. time? Like, why yeah. waste your time? They're doing nothing with them. Why even? I know. Why they, even... always, they always introduce people like they're going to do something with them, and then they don't. All right, so this was the one segment that you said was good, right? Danielson and... Uh, yeah, this was a fantastic segment. This is the only thing that was good on this show. Uh, Dan so what, what what happened here, Vlad? Give, give us a little bit of a rundown. What, what were some of the things that Ricky Stark said to Danielson well, here? Before before that, uh -huh. Danielson said that this might be his last year in wrestling. Oh, okay. He wants, okay, he wants to have a match with Zack Saber, and I'm like, huh? Like, oh yeah, at Wrestle Dream. I'm like, is this, this? I mean, I know somebody might care, but I do not care. I don't know who Zack. I can pick Zack Saber out of a lineup. If they put ten generic white independent wrestlers, I wouldn't be able to pick Zack Saber out. Okay, so I don't. He care. was. He was. Uh, he fought at the Forbidden yeah. Door. Yeah. 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 Forbidden against door. Orange Cassidy for the okay. In a I know. I, I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. I, maybe I know Robert might know who Zack Saber is, and maybe he's impressed with Zack Saber. I don't care. Um, but what made the segment so? Oh, hold on. I'll let Robert go before I. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Robert. Okay. Uh, no. Well, I I do like Zack Saber Jr. only because his style is um, very similar to Brian Brian Danielson's style when he first debuted in WWE as, as with NXT, where he was going after you know submission after submission after submission. Like that was his style at the very beginning, and then he just totally changed it. And so so, so Zack Saber Jr. fights in that way, and I, I I'm really interested to see how you know 
um, how they counter each other's, you know, submission attempts. So yeah, I think it'll be a good match. I but anyways, be, on a technical level, it'll be a good match. But I'm go sure it'll be fine. But I get what, what Vlad is saying. No one cares about Zack Saber Jr. Here, he's a New Japan wrestler. But okay, exactly. uh, yeah. So then, what happened here, Vlad? So what? What is Stark's deal? I think his deal here is that he's pissed off that he's not getting the respect that he deserves, and that you know that he's again wasn't booked properly on the show. That he was he was back stuck in catering while he wasn't even supposed to be on the show. He makes his own appearances as he sees fit to get some TV time. He went head to head with Brian Danielson, and that he uh, you know he didn't know that he didn't have a lot of time to prepare for him. Oh, and then I think Brian Danielson wanted to bring him into the Blackpool BCC, Combat right? Club. Yeah, yeah. They were gonna they were gonna shake hands, but they jumped him instead. Danielson said that he showed him something, but then uh, Bill, Big Bill, and Stark still uh, they didn't want anything to do with that, and they started being up. Moxley came out, make it a fair fight, two on two. But I, I believe at the end they left they, uh, they left the fa- I guess I guess they're fa- I don't even know because. Are they supposed to? Who's the faces? And I don't know. I was about to well, say, the Blackpool Combat Club shit. turned face as soon as Danielson like, came back. So it's like Danielson's evolved to their uh, faces. Yeah, that doesn't. I don't know that, how they can be faces when when Moxley's the, the biggest prick in the whole business. I don't understand how that's possible. But okay, yeah, I I don't know. But anyways, they left them laying. That was a good segment. And Starks is now taking the mantle of probably the best overall like complete wrestler in on collision he is such a talent i hope good things happen for him where if he stays in aw or if he goes to wwe or wherever he goes because he's the superstar of the show at this point so robert i think he is i I think what do you think of the segment i thought it was fantastic this was really cool um and just to expand on like what uh vlad was saying about Ricky Starks. I think he has what other wrestlers accuse Hangman Page of not having, which is the drive to be, you know, the oh, yeah. guy. He has it, yeah. or at least he's he's giving a really good impression that he does have it. Um, and think about I it. I agree like, with that. He went, I agree um, with that. He he went from feuding with CM Punk to now feuding with uh, Brian Danielson. That's and within a couple of weeks too. So that that's that's pretty impressive you know a lot of wrestlers can't even say that can't even put that on, on their resume for their whole career he got it he, he got that in a few weeks yeah um so yeah i mean the sky's the limit for this guy all right so yeah, that was some I, that was I the agree. first thing on this show that was pretty much really worth watching i think we skipped through a lot of shit right Vlad? true uh yes i agree this was this was the first really good thing that they've done the whole show and this is like what an hour into the show or an hour and a half or an hour and a where half was this on yeah. the show? an hour and 35 so the show minutes pra- the show is practically coming to a close and this is the first good thing we saw i think well let's see what else they came up with just let's rush through right. it because we still got dynamite to do uh let's sure. see what's next big bill oh he changed his clothes real fast but i must have pre-taped no, I think, oh i don't know i think he might have been wearing the same thing i'm not sure was he i, wonder, I think he was i think he was wearing this. that white let me see. No, no. Oh, maybe. Maybe you're right. But I thought he... Oh, no, no. Well, he, he is wearing that. He was okay. the same thing. Yeah. All right. My bad. Okay. I'm not but this still, been pre- this still might have been a pre-tape. Nonetheless. Yeah, because yeah, really. he's not really sweaty or tired or anything. Yeah. Puffing yeah, or yeah, puffing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, right. these... Oh, I, they're, they're involved in the international title scene, I guess. Big yeah, Bill's next. He's going to fight Moxley at Dynamite. Yeah, and then Ray Phoenix is going to fight the winner. So Samoa Joe, the main event here against... Penta, right? 
Roderick Strong watching in the back. Samojo taps out Penta, chokes him out. So that was Collision. Sure. God, that was a bad show. Yeah. That was so not worth having like a whole show for that, really. Mostly it was it was kind of nothing. I don't know what you give yeah. that, Flat. Would you give that? I give that like a D minus. <laughs> or a D. I guess a D since the Stark segment was pretty damn good. I guess I'll give it a D. Yeah, yeah. I guess I agree. I can't think of anything. I mean, I, as much as uh, Samoa Joe was great, but against Penta. Yeah, uh, I was not interested not in, in, in a lot of these matches. Lots of dead spots. I guess the, the Darby uh, Roddy match was, I guess, kind of interesting, but, you know. Yeah, that's true. It was, yeah, it wasn't bad, but definitely okay. not a top tier show. Definitely not a top tier show. So I probably, if I'm nice, I could give it like a C minus, but it was probably a D, to be honest. All right, well, let's move on to Dynamite. Let's see how uh, if they did any better over there. Here we go. This was uh, September 13th, a few days later. What did yeah. this show start with? This show started again with Moxley Box. against uh, Big Bill. That's I like think. the new thing. The international title comes out with Ricky Stark's music. So who Moxley wins this, right, I think. Or he's all bloody. This is like a gory match. Again, Moxley's bleeding on an opening uh, match of Dynamite. Su su surprise, surprise. Moxley's yeah. bleeding. <laughs> uh, so he's on a submission, and like, Danielson's here to hold back Starks. Yeah. Moxley, re Moxley retains. In the end, uh, Starks and Big Bill actually leave him laying, I think. They, they beat right. down Danielson, then they beat down... Moxley, then Danielson, and then I think Claudio comes out, right? To, to save yeah, them? Claudio comes out to, to save them, yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's that's fine. And then uh, Ricky Starks and Big Bill Powder out. They run out of the ring, and they're going to back off. And Starks is pissed off because they ripped his pearl necklace. Was, <laughs> this is good. So he's on Dynamite, too, now. So you know how we were saying that, you know, without Punk, these people don't have to really be kept apart anymore? So no. I guess they're just gonna run both shows together. Just come, come to come to Dynamite, come to Collision, come both days. So, well, well let me have a, hold on. Let me ask a serious question here. What do you guys make of all this Moxie, Moxley bleeding? I mean, does it lose its meaning? Is it just? I mean, I don't, I'm not the only one that feels that it loses its meaning when you bleed every Of man, course, right? of course, like, I'm with you. It's one of the problems with AEW. There is too much blood. It's 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 desensitized the people. And the fact that he bleeds, no one else can bleed now, because everyone's like, whatever. Moxley bleeds all the time. Of course, I, I have an issue with this. I think I've mentioned okay. that probably, but mentioned it multiple times. At this point, I'm like again, I'm desensitized to it. It's not even worth mentioning. But I don't yeah. know, Robert. Do you no, like seeing blood on every show or what? No, no, not, not every show. I do think they that he in particular overdo, overdoes it. Okay, well, we're all in agreement there. Um, that's uh, fair. So Roddy yeah. is preparing for his match with Joe. I was excited for this match. I thought Roddy had a chance. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it was a good match. I thought. I liked it. Uh, so Adam Cole comes out. Uh, Roddy sa He's telling Roddy that this is dangerous. You shouldn't do this because of your neck. He's like, oh, now you care about my neck, huh? Now you care about my neck. <laughs> bro, bro chachos for life. Yes, bro chachos for life. That's not a bad shirt. Don Callis has a new painting he wants to reveal. This one is uh, Kota Ibushi. Really weird painting. He's in his underwear, too. <laughs> well, it's his, it's his wrestling gear, to be fair. Is it? Okay. Oh, yeah, it looks like yeah. They look like tidy whities <laughs> That's probably an AI-generated picture, I'm guessing. But... Okay, but I'm assuming I'm assuming that's what Ibushi wrestles, and I don't, I again wouldn't know 100. percent So he wants really to Ibushi. continue fucking with Kenny Omega, so he's gonna yeah. go after his friends. So the Omega Don Callis feud is 
is not over. Any thoughts about this, Vlad? Or it's okay. This is not uh, bad. I, I didn't... Yeah, this isn't awful. This, I mean, obviously, I don't really care about this match, but I think, like I said, I think Don Callis kind of, you know, he's growing on me like a like a fungus, in a sense. He's just growing on me. Uh, yeah, but I'm over these paintings. They didn't have to tease for a week that they're going to reveal a painting. Like, it wasn't that amazing. Come on. Per- well, so, yeah. That's what I'll, I'll don't, say about don't forget, that. Uh, Takeshita is now the alpha. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah. Good point. Yeah, he, he has a enough. only he can have, have his own theme music. Please, please, AEW. Give Don Callis family. It's like NWO. Like if you're in that group, you that's your theme music. So oh, gosh, that's the Don Callis family theme music. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> uh, Danielson. What are they? They challenged him and Claudio, and they're gonna challenge Bill and Starks. Yeah, on collision. On collision. I think. No, Ray Phoenix is going to face Moxley. So he's like, I'm going to beat you next week. I'm going to beat you next week, motherfucker. He's trying to strike fear into his heart. (laughs) As the referees are there waiting to pull them apart. And then, oh, here's our favorite feud. Two guys (laughs) who don't like each other. Man, Kingston is just the fucking thorn in Claudio's ass, man. God, I feel bad for Claudio. Hook was trying to get interviewed and Orange Cassidy just rolled by. He's a little sad. Doesn't have a belt. He's He's still in pain. So he's taking a time off from wrestling. So, but they still got him into the show for a minute at least. Oh, don't Excuse worry, me. don't worry. Tony Khan will get him another belt soon. Just don't cry, little. Orange he should Cassidy. beat Moxley. I hope he can. He, they get back to that. He needs to beat Moxley. That needs to happen. That'll be why, awesome. Why not? He, uh, why so, don't you say he should beat MJ? Why don't you say he should beat MJF clean while you're at it, right in the middle? One, I don't know two, about three. that, but I I do put him over Moxley. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, you're not going to hear me defend Moxley, that's for sure. Uh, so <laughs> the Outcast, or Tony Storm's still coming out with Outcast music. Weird, right? Yeah. You know, a new thing she does. What is that thing? Like, that's the the actress thing, right? What, what, what are they? Why do they do that? Because it's hot or something? Or no. You know what? You know what I'm talking about? I am about? actually. I know what you're doing. Like the looks that she's doing. I don't know if that's supposed to mean that like it's an actress thing, or it just means that she's something wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> like something is not right in her head. <laughs> she seems to be a little bit nutty, right? That's the whole gimmick that she's going with. That she's a little like loopy, right? She's in a four-way fun. match here with Hikaru oh, yeah. Shida, uh, Nyla Rose. I haven't seen her in a while, but okay. Uh, she's in this with yeah. Britt Baker too. So the winner gets a title shot at Grand Slam. Right. It's a week away. But, <laughs> this made uh, me laugh right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> uh, yeah. How can, I, how can I describe what is happening here for our audio podcast listeners? I don't even know how to describe it. I, I didn't uh, know how to describe it in my own She just She just jumped in to in front of the camera, in front of Nyla Rose, and started posing. Like, cause she's the star now. She has lost. That's yeah. the only way we can put it. I don't know what's going on, but she's lost it. Um, yeah. How does this match end? I think this was a kind of botched move right there. But yeah. Britt Baker gets rolled up by Tony Storm, and she's surprised that she won. Well, it was the, it was the right result. That's for sure. The right so she's gonna face Soraya next week. Outcast members. Yeah. She still came out with Outcast music. I thought that was interesting. She's still kind of officially in the group, but they're not really friends anymore Soraya's going to talk about that later on a promo after this so <laughs> Tony Storm was great yeah okay. this this is a positive of dynamite okay if we're looking for yeah. positives for when sure. I do my well, final not, grade not, not the match itself but just Tony Storm as a character is great yeah no the match was skippable so this is where Soraya yeah. tells Renee Paquette that 
that she's gonna beat her, that she's crazy, she's gone mad. I don't know, they're not really friends anymore, it seems. So Yeah, I don't remember anything that she specifically said, but something to the effect of that she's gonna win, that 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 the yeah, that Tony's lost her mind and things like that. Yeah. Alright, so I didn't think this was anything special, but okay. So th- looking forward to that match. It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting yeah. to see who wins. I think Tony Storm could win. I don't know, what do you think, but uh, I'm hoping so. She's the one that should be the champion. I said that I, from the get-go. So Jericho and Sammy, this was a weird segment. They come out, <laughs> they they play a video of showing their friendships. It was kind of a nice video. Sammy was a little younger. He was like a little baby. And these guys are just going to have a match. They're shaking hands and then we're going to have a, a regular match, right? And we're going to stay friends afterwards. Although there was a tense moment at the end where uh, they kind of got nose to nose, right? I don't know what to think of this. I don't like this angle so far. I'm expecting something to happen at the show. Someone should turn on someone. What do, what do you think, Robert? I, uh, not. You think Sammy's going to turn on Jericho or, or the other way around? Or they're just going to have a regular match and stay well, I mean, how do, how do you... How does the turn happen? They're, they're like fighting each other. They, would this be like post-match, you mean? Like there, there would be a... I don't know. Yeah, match. post-match or someone cheats maybe. Or I don't know. Yeah, someone... This is hard to predict. I'm not sure. <laughs> But it's bad, right? This is not very interesting. It's not great. <laughs> I don't know who to root for. I have no vested interest in this, other than to sing Judas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Fair like enough. if you're if you're there at the stadium, you get to sing Judas. MJF, this was from the week before. This was a pre-tape. Very, this was an odd promo too. He did the Scott Steiner thing with the mathematics. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Scott Steiner yeah, mathematics. You know about the this Scott Steiner funny. mathematics, I uh, Robert? You don't? Okay. Uh, I'll send you this TNA promo that uh, Scott Steiner did once where he was trying to add up the probabilities that he would win. And it was really uh, hilarious. But he, I think Steiner did it better. This was okay. It was impressive how he was rolling all those numbers off, like he memorized all of it. He's got a good memory, MJF. But I didn't didn't think this this segment was anything special, really. Um, I think it was just funny that he tried to duplicate steiner's legendary promo but sure um, it was an homage okay but he wasn't there today on the show so the fans didn't get to see mjf they maybe that's why they (laughs) brought in ricky starks because they needed a star yeah yeah and anyways uh hangman page is facing brian cage which they made this out to be like a trilogy match remember when they were doing the promos for the match hangman page versus brian cage three like we all know oh that. Like, I didn't remember that. Yeah, they... I didn't remember the their previous matches. So... Yeah, that was whatever, yes. dude. Okay, Tony Khan. But they did at yeah. least they reviewed them. At least they showed them. That was kind of nice that they they showed what happened in their old history. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah, it's Swerve. Like, it's, it's like this is like Fraser and Ali. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's oh, shameful. Man. It's shameful. But Swerve Strickland came out to watch on the ramp, and I think uh, Hangman Page ended up winning here. What is his move called? Yeah, the Dead Eye? That's his other mm-hmm. his other finisher? That's his other move. Right. Yeah. Okay, interesting. And then he cut a good promo. Like, I don't know, somehow he, he, he flips the switch sometimes, and he, he grows some balls. And he did say that, you know, Swerve's kind of a, a coward this week for sending someone else to do his dirty work, which was a good point. Made a good point. And Swerve's like, yeah, I'm not fighting you tonight. We're going to fight at Wrestle Dream pay-per-view that's coming up, I guess. They're adding – maybe they'll have 12 pay-per-views like WWE at some point. Because now, now they're almost – like, what, at six now? They added All In. They added uh, Forbidden Door and uh, this one too, Wrestle Dream. So that's seven. 
I would have to look at it, but yeah, I, if you say if you say it's seven, I, I think, think it's seven. Brian Cage attacked Adam Page from behind, and Prince Nana does the Prince Nana dance. What do you think of that, Robert? <laughs> it's, it's actually kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so he doesn't see that the Young Bucks came from behind to beat up Brian Cage, and he's still doing the dance. It's a good dance. It's not as good as the, as the Daniel Garcia dance, but it's a good dance. So Swerve's group is thwarted by the elite. This is the elite versus the mogul embassy. Okay. I thought this was okay. I didn't think this was bad. This was not like, you know, Angelico Ray Phoenix bad. This was something. Oh, it's better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Better <laughs> yeah. than that. This was not okay. garbage. This was okay. Well, I am not in love with it, but it's okay. Daniel Garcia, my boy, my boy. So he's get, getting a cut. Of, uh, oh, I heard someone on the Arizona Cardinals did the Daniel Garcia dance when they scored a touchdown. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he mentions it in the, this problem. Yeah, that's I, what he I, said. I Don Callis comes out to try to recruit him. And uh, Daniel Garcia, of course, says no in the only way that Daniel Garcia can, which is doing that, inc- the best dance move in history. I don't know how he does it. I don't know. No one who tries to do it does it quite like him. No one can do the Daniel Garcia. I like that segment. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> I'm a mark for Daniel Garcia. Uh, the next match is Darby Allen and Nick Wayne against, uh, who are they facing? 2.0, former members of oh Jericho Appreciation Society. This is another dark spot on this show. Yeah. This is skippable, skippable yes, right? Yes. Christian this, comes out. I whole, think he's. This whole thing has been. I thought it was pretty hilarious what um, Christian Cage said of Nick Wayne's mom. Uh, yes, uh, again. <laughs> yes. All right, well, I'm going to get yes, to that. So these guys yes, win. Yes. Darby and uh, Nick Wayne win. I thought that was a cool, like, stereo finishing move from two sides. Christian gets the mic, as Robert says, and drops bombs about Nick Wayne's mom and how he's chatting with her on Instagram. Slid into her DMs. I don't remember anything else he said. You guys I, don't yeah, remember anything else he said off the top of your head? I don't know. So, something about that she should she should post more bikini pics or something. Yeah. Like that. I don't know. Yeah. Something Nick like Wayne that. should, like, they should attack him. They're just sitting there taking a ver- this verbal abuse. Mm-hmm. I would have ran it, up the and ramp. It, and it happens all the time. Like, he constantly just gets to talk about his mom <laughs> and, about, and about, like, Darby and about Darby's family and everything in between and they just let him rant which is of course great because christian's a great talker but like in reality why would you let this guy just talk like this and just not do anything i mean this happens all the time plus he's talking uh, about his mom uh, so, he's got to get in there and do something about it he's got to he's got to do yeah. something it was okay but still the match was yeah, nothing this was okay. yeah this was okay so here's my boy roderick strong focused ready to go he's got a tough match tonight against samoa joe and uh, so his, his bros are there to help him take off his neck brace. And <laughs> <laughs> here comes Samoa Joe, looking like a badass, looking like a badass. This was a very methodical fight. Roderick really wanted to win, yeah. so he wasn't going to just stand there and take a beating and, and take a job like that. He really tried. This reminded me of a match like um, Hollywood Hogan when he was a heel against the Giant at you remember that one where, where Hogan didn't want to get in the ring and he was trying his best to yeah. like, you know, try to try to find a way to sneak in there and gain the upper hand. So I like when yeah. I like when wrestlers who aren't as strong as the other one like act like at least that they they don't want to get hit, you know. So I like this I like this part of this match. I like the beginning. 
I thought that was worked well. You see, he does it again. Like, fuck, you see? <laughs> you know, this is interesting. This is interesting psychology. I'll take this. I got to give it a compliment. Yeah, huh. of course. Uh, let's but see. I knew, uh, I knew it would be because of, yeah. I jumped to the end, so there was a little bit of interference. Or no, this is not the end. That was, that was just an incredible move that he lifted up Samoa Joe. I forgot about that, but with okay. the Samoan drop. Yep. What happened? This is the end. He just got picked out of the air with like a what was that? A clothesline, and then he got choked out. Dude, while he was getting choked out, I was like, No, Roddy, no, don't tap, don't tap. There goes my prediction. <laughs> All right, Robert, you are now the prediction expert master. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm going to pass that on right. to you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I said, well, I said Joe was going to win too. Okay, you're both co-champions. I'll make both of you a belt. Oh, great. The prediction Cody champion. Khan, get us a belt. <laughs> we need a belt. We need belts. Well, you know what, though? In the, we should be the trio's champions. I think we should there be the trio's, the trio's podcast champions. Yeah, we don't have any other trios to face, though, so we're always going to be champions. We're the only trio. Well, I'll, I'll take it. Sure, why not? Why not? I just I just want to carry around the, the belt around my uh, shoulder everywhere I go. All right, let's talk about the afterbirth. So, Sabojo, this is the one where he comes out and cuts the promo. See, I got confused on collision. So he's going to beat up Max and take his title from him, right? Kid from the kid. Yeah, he he walks out. So this part was weird. So Roderick, you see his friends are like, "Come on, put the neck brace on." I'm, I'm, you know, he's like, "I don't want to." And then he sees Adam Cole, and he fakes oh, being injured. Right? It's really weird. This is so weird. And then really know, quickly, like in thirty seconds, already like a gurney's out and everything. <laughs> I, I like how he keeps yelling out, "Adam." <laughs> <laughs> they got him, dude. They did this. They did this real quick. They saw him in the back, like fall over in a heap. They're like, "Oh shit, he's in trouble. Let's go get him." Wrap, wrapped up his neck real tight, and uh, take him to the back. And Adam Cole's real worried, like, "What the hell happened?" He knew this was gonna happen. He told him not to do this. See, and his friends are like, "The Kingdom are telling Adam Cole to stay away. Like, come on, bro. You're just doing. You're just making things worse. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to see you right now." <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, what happens next? Samoa Joe, right, comes from the back, comes from out, behind, choke, and a, chokes, and out, Adam chokes Cole. out Adam Cole. So this was the end of the show. So he's he's yeah. gonna take everything from Max, his title, his friends. He's gonna destroy his, kill his friends, and take his title. Of course, Samoa Joe with the facials, is doing incredible heel work in this feud. This has been a great feud so yeah. far. This was a little better than Collision, I thought. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would say so. There was yes, I agree with that. Samoa Joe is just one of my favorites. He's just such a he's just such a good worker. He is he is he is when I think of a pro wrestler, I think of somebody like Samoa Joe. He is just the perfect wrestling personality and character. He's great. There, I wish uh, there were tons of others like Joe around that you could just yeah. put in there. But yeah, they're lucky they have him because I yeah. think yeah, uh, absolutely. I think uh, he's kind of been looked over at times in his career like late late in his tna run many 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 times yeah many times yeah he was released twice from nxt right and he was or whatever from wwe like the guy is obviously a could could be a helpful hand definitely in their development developmental or even on their main roster if they wanted the guy is clearly one of the best wrestlers in the business i don't think all right guys deny that well that was dynamite you want to give a grade since we did it for collision? 
I'll give this one a a C, I guess. Same here. Just normal, average. Yeah. I think I'm going to agree. I think this was like a C. Wasn't awful, but not great. Yeah. I think, yes, I agree with. For the first time, I think we're all in agreement. We don't want to do uh, predictions for Grand Slam next week. We did We did make a prediction for the Tony Storm thing. I guess we all, oh. I, I think she's going to win. But I could be wrong. I'm not 100% sure about that. Tony Storm versus Soraya. Oh, I'll, I'll go with Soraya on this one. Uh, I, I, think, I could see that going either I, way. I, I, don't, I don't think the feud will end next week. But um, I think Soraya still wins. Um, I don't know. May, maybe because uh, Grand Slam is where uh, Soraya made her debut at, a at AEW. So I think that's why she would still win there. <laughs> um but I don't know, it, it, it could still end up being Tony Storm winning, so um, I'll pick Surya, though. MJF and Joe, MJF is definitely going to win. What do you think is going to happen with Joe and, and MJF then? So I think I'm pretty, MJF, pretty sure. I still, I, I still think MJF's going to win. Ricky Starks and Danielson, are they fighting again? Or no? Are they, oh, the, they're, having, they're having the tag match. Uh, yeah, yeah, tag match. Um, and then, oh, I've, we forgot to mention that Christian challenged uh, Sting and Darby to a rematch, right? So right. a tag team re rematch. Oh yeah, and that's also a grand slam, right? Okay, yeah, it's, that's just a rematch. So it's, it's same exact match from All In, but it's not a coffin match. It's just a regular match, I guess. So I could see Christian getting the win back against uh, Sting and Darby just to give him some heat. Uh, Jericho and Sammy. Oh, oh, that one's hard to predict. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to predict because I don't really care. Like it doesn't really matter who wins either way. Like. Storyline wise, like who gives a fuck? Um, I, yeah, I guess I, I could see. I agree with that. Let me just run through SmackDown and Raw, not the whole thing, but I guess let's see what what I book. I only bookmark like a few things. Jay, Jim, Jimmy Uso's trying to get back in the bloodline, which is stupid. I take back everything I said last week about this possibly being an interesting angle. I thought he was going to be solo. I thought he was going to be just a single guy, and just being a heel who who thought he made the right decision to help Jay by not letting him become tribal chief. But now he's trying to get back in the bloodline. I'm like, this is stupid. This is so dumb. He was the one who was pushing Unless, Jay to get out of the bloodline. Well, what if he's swerving them and he's not really trying to get the bloodline? Would that change your mind again? Yeah, that would change my mind. I guess so. But I don't think so. I think they're just getting the bloodline back together somehow. That's what yeah, I that think That would make happening. no sense. I, I, I agree that would make no sense. LA Knight was there to cut a promo over as hell as always and he's he's feuding with the austin theory and grayson waller i guess so they had a match for him and austin theory which he won so i'm just glossing over this but at least he got a win the la night update with the finish well, yeah move on i just want to say I, I i just wish oh okay uh, well i just want to say real quick I, I wish they just wouldn't bury theory as much as they have i don't mind obviously la Knight getting pushed as much as he has but do they have to kill theory in the process i mean i don't know i don't particularly like that but continue, uh, I, yes, continue. I agree i agree <laughs> theory is not as over right now i guess but so yeah, but he's still he's still like a rising star I mean, they, they didn't have to they don't have to like um, completely kill him you know exactly. he's lost like every every match that he's practically been on the past like two months he's lost to ray he's lost to Escobar, he's losing all the time, basically. So I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, you're, I'm, I'm with both of you guys. I think he's good, and I think they should be giving him a better storyline than this, a better deal. But maybe he will. They will I in mean, the future. Theoretically, L.A. Knight and Theory could be a great hot feud, you know. Uh, but not if he continuously beat 
right. they heal continuously and what's there's no feud it's just that's it you know so theoretically they could do a lot better in this feud i think theory and la knight could be great great feud but they're just not it's how can it be interesting when you already beat when he's already beaten them twice i think no yeah they could have done something more with that i'm with you there anyway so there yeah. was this backstage thing with paul Heyman and la knight do you remember this vlad i mean i guess this is a nice moment yeah. for history yes future superstar yeah. with paul Heyman. That well, it nice. only means something if it only means something if LA Knight becomes something, you know. He is already he, a megastar, bro. He's 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 like Stone Cold. You know, when he comes out, the uh, place erupts uh, like Stone like Stone Cold uh, is coming out like those well, videos. Let's, the whole crowd let's, is going let's insane. Slow, let's slow that down for now. <laughs> uh, he's not like Stone Cold yet, but if they keep pushing him, you never know what the future may hold. But yeah, this could be like a significant backstage scene with maybe like a po- possible. LA Knight Roman thing possible down the line maybe some sort of thing that they could have going that would be interesting (laughs) yeah yeah so we'll see but yeah that was kind of what they teased anytime you have like a segment with Heyman it's kind of always interesting bloodline they come out to brag boast about being champions and they they're gonna feud with Street Profits and Lashley Uh, I guess yeah they have a name for their group I forgot, did they have a name or did they just the Street Profits and just Bobby Lashley? Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. I guess it's going to be a tag team title match, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're feuding. It looks like, well, they want to be the top group on SmackDown or in wrestling, I guess. Well, Judgment Day is here on SmackDown now because they have those tag team titles. So, right, right. They haven't been on the show. Interesting. They want both teams want to be like the top group. And they're like, well, the bloodline is falling apart, but so we'll be the t- no. And they're like, no, we'll be the top group. We'll be the top group type of thing. You know? Okay. Yeah, so that just for completeness, that. for completeness sake, we're going through SmackDown and Raw from this past week. Uh, that was that was all I could think of from SmackDown to even talk about. Uh, yeah. For Raw from November from uh, September 11th, Jay Uso is on there, and he teamed up with KO today, even though they used to fight each other. But they teamed up to face Judgment Day because that's just a common enemy. And they tried to see if they could get along. That was the angle there. It's okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Gunther celebrating his Intercontinental title record. Longest reigning Intercontinental. We didn't talk about this match last week, but this was a really good match, obviously. But it was never in question to me. I knew he was going to win. But at least they made the crowd believe that Gable could win. And he wants one more match. Are they going to do it again? Is that what they said? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure they will. I mean, he wouldn't I have guess. come out if, if they were. So I'm pretty sure. I don't know if it's going to when when they said they were going to do it, but I'm pretty sure they will. All right, Cody. What what is he doing again? Still, why is he not fighting for the title? What is he distracted with? Dominic Mysterio? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. Didn't but okay. They... Didn't they fight already? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's kind yeah, of this is weird. I'm not, I'm not really into this. I'm not into this. I'm waiting for him to fight for the title. I'm gonna skip. Uh, Seth is still facing Nakamura. Nakamura beat up Ricochet to show he's a badass. I don't know how he thinks that's gonna show he's a badass, but okay. So he left Ricochet laying in the back. Um, I'm gonna skip this too. I don't care about this. Right? Look, this happened on NXT actually. Becky beat. Tiffany Stratton for the title, which I don't get, you know, okay, going down there to bury young talent. Wait, she she did? She beat um, Tiffany the Stratton? Night, the night after this, yeah. 
She oh, went down to NXT. Okay. She got her title. She's never so now she's won all the women's titles, I guess. Raw, oh. SmackDown, NXT. So if she wants to brag yeah, about yeah, that, I, I can, that's fine. Yeah, I can't tell you what I can't tell you what the point of this is. I I wish I could figure out. Just, it was just as for for Becky's legacy. She can say I've had all the titles, I guess. But whatever. Not yeah. into this either. Yeah, not into I wouldn't. This. I, w- I wouldn't support that. No, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Becky needs that for her legacy, honestly. But okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. kind of a weird. Her her legacy is already set to me. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty secure. Pretty yeah. secure. Oh, this I forgot about this. Raquel versus Rhea again. I was spe- expecting this to be the better match of the two because when we were this reviewing was the their... main event, right? This was the main event. This was the main event the rematch for yeah. the uh, women's title. Is it the WWE women's title, world women's yeah. title? Yeah, whatever the hell it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I think the SmackDown one is the women's title. This is the world women's title. Something oh like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyways. These titles anymore. So the pay-per-view Jesus match Christ. I thought was lackluster. We reviewed it. We were like, it was okay. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing special. Yeah. You know, not, we, no one was really blown away. No one said they were blown away. I thought this was going to be a better match, but it was more of the same. And then there was a – there was a oh, this is the uh, – the false finish spot, you know, that people do all the time. Like, oh my God, she kicked out. Like, are you really that surprised? Come on. <laughs> I don't like that spot anymore, personally. I think it's ridiculous. Especially, especially when people are kicking out of everything. Nowadays. Exactly. The, this is where Nia Jax came in. This was the surprise to ruin the match. So she's going to back body drop uh, Raquel right here on the floor. Uh, it's not a count out, though. She got squished by her, but somehow she still got back in the ring. <laughs> And uh, she got. She ended up taking one more move. It could have been a count out. They could have done a count out there. That would have been okay. But she got up pretty quick. Uh, but she took one more move from Rhea, and then that was the end of the match. So Rhea, de- Rhea defends the title, keeps the title. But that's not the end of the story here. After the match, there's a confrontation with Nia Jax and Rhea, and Nia Jax attacks Rhea, headbutts her, and puts her in the yeah. the Yokozuna drop. Right? Did you guys see that? You see yeah, the yeah. I didn't see that. Well, she she missed. She she oh, missed, she, missed hol- she missed holding the rope. She's supposed to hold onto the rope so she doesn't like squish her, but she doesn't hold onto the rope and she just squishes her. <laughs> oh, and then she fucking and then she paintbrushes her. Like what the fuck? She's and she's still sitting. Get the fuck off her, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh. No, I, I missed oh. that part. Okay. Anyways, so what were you going to say about no, this match, Vlad? I was just going to say, kind of to your point, why did they have to beat Raquel if she was going to attack both women anyway? She might as well have just been some sort of double DQ type of thing, you know? Why even beat Raquel at that point? It doesn't help Raquel. The the ending of that match was really screwy. Plus and, the fact and, that... And, that- what's, the, and, and oh. what's the point? Nia Jax? Nia Jax is awful. Like, that means now uh, she's going to be shooting with Rhea? So, like, who wants to see that? Rhea Jax is a horrific wrestler. I mean, outside of just being uh, She has a rep- reputation of not being a safe worker, either. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm a little confused here, because first she attacked Raquel. That would yeah. make her uh, technically a heel, but then she attacked Rhea. So is this like a heel feuding with a heel? Because... I mean, even though everybody loves her, but she's she's part of a heel faction, so she would be. Sure. Yes, it is heel, a heel right? versus heel. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just not very good because it doesn't make any sense. And who really yeah, needs to see Nia, Nia, Nia Jax? And if they were going to at least have her interfere, like I said, why 
have her, why not just be like the sort of double DQ where it doesn't beat Raquel because Raquel already lost to her on the pay-per-view. So why, why beat her again? That's the point. If you if you want to actually get Raquel a little bit more over and didn't down they the send line. her away? Didn't they send Nia Jax away to get safer and work like learn how to work better? And then she comes back and immediately starts screwing up as soon as she gets back. Well, remember that match that she had uh, with Charlotte Flair where where they had a disaster disastrous thing on. Um, where they basically started shooting on each other, right? Yeah, like yeah, because yeah. she was mad because she dropped her. Like I think she dropped her on her head or something like that. Like yeah, so it just it wasn't very good. So I I don't know why they brought her back. In the, I don't think anybody wants to see her in the main event scene against Rhea. I mean, I don't care if they bring her back; she could be part of some some sort of thing. If that's their choice, but she shouldn't be the main uh, number one contender or something like that to get for Rhea at all like i think she's awful and unless i see something but based on what you just showed me she, i don't think she's learned anything based on the fact that you said that she botched that that yokozuna so the bonsai drop i guess is yeah i don't know it. what I don't, she calls it i think they have I a don't different know what name for it, it now but yeah yeah i don't i don't know maybe they'll cancel it again wwe sometimes do that they'll just have someone come out all right you know what it's not a good idea let's just forget that happened <laughs> I don't no. know. Well, they can't. They can't do that. They could do right? that. They've done that so many times. Like whatever. It's just like okay, move up, moving on, moving on. Oh, bad idea. Bad idea. Abort. Abort. Yeah, abort. <laughs> yeah, you can abort a bad idea. It's okay. Sure. All yeah, right. All right. Well, we're done. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, listen. I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm gonna let you guys go. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate yeah. you guys. I'll put the show yeah, out. We- you know. Yeah, man, we appreciate you too, man, for putting this all together. By the way, I just I know it's I know it's some work. We do appreciate you. <laughs> we 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 you, you did we, the Tony Storm thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, hey, we acknowledge you, Kayon. We acknowledge you. You acknowledge but, all the hard work I do. All right, guys. Till next time, we'll enjoy the wrestling from this week. We'll see what happens.